You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Now listening to the Hummus God Pod, and we are back on after our very long hiatus. Thank you for being patient. Um, one of the people on this pod was one of the people hounding me to do one of these. Uh, this is episode twenty-one of the Hummus God Pod. I have a very highly esteemed panel of guests tonight. I'll start with my co-host. Uh, you may know him. He's been on this podcast before. He's currently the one winner. Uh, yes, yeah. winner. A past winner, a past champion of the Hummus God Pod. Here now in the co-host role. Uh, you may know him as the GM of the New Orleans Rougarous. Uh Welcome, Phillies fan ninety six. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining. And we have now. This is. A rare occasion. I don't usually do this, but it is double media, so we had to take advantage. And this is a rare occasion of having two sets of brothers on the same podcast, and that being the four people on the pod. I don't know if this has ever been done in in PBE. This is probably history being made, which is something we like to do here on the podcast. Uh, I'll start with uh, Phillies fan 96's brother. You may know him as Toby McMuffin legend right fielder for the Vancouver Vandals um, and uh, in the season 13 regression regression class with me Austin Bentley uh, welcome DG hello what's up glad to uh, finally be officially be on the podcast yeah you uh, you did make an appearance <laughs> a shadow appearance yeah uh, you, I don't know if you got paid for it um, I died <laughs> We'll we'll make it a point to make sure you get paid this time for your contributions. And um, this is a special occasion for me personally, special moment. Uh, uh, I'm we are also joined by a minor league World Series champion for season twenty two, uh, the four the fourth starter in that epic Hepcats rotation, Thomas Palmer, my brother Dimes. Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here, too. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining. So uh, what we do here on the Hummus God Pod, if you're new, uh, which you probably are because we haven't done this in like a year, um, is that we do half the time. For the first half hour, we just kind of talk about random happenings in the league. And in the second half, we jump into some trivia and it's what the trivia setup is seven questions, three answer choices per question. And whoever has the most right out of that seven is the champion. And, the, and then we may have to go to the tiebreaker. But the interesting case about episode 21, this is the first time that the defending champion is not on the podcast. Pazuzu, big shout out, fellow head office member, one of the newest members of my lovely head office, uh, the lovable Pazuzu is the current champion. So we haven't forgot about Paz. 
He will be facing the champion of tonight uh, and in episode 22. So stay tuned for that because he's definitely a wizard when it comes to league history. He may not think that of himself, but he is. And yeah, we don't have questions for tonight. Usually the PPE podcast, they get kind of their homework done for them. People ask questions and they just answer them in vocal form. So tonight we're kind of just playing it by ear, but there is a a lot to talk about. I'm already thinking of like 20 things to ask you three, Um, but I will start with my brother. So Dimes, you created, you got drafted by the Hepcats 30th overall. You get asked to be the four man in the rotation, the fourth, the fourth starter. You guys have a really good regular season and then, have a really epic run in the playoffs. What was what was your first season in PBE like? And what was the process for you like joining the league? Because I love asking people that and I want to see it from your perspective. Yeah, it was um <clears throat> it was a really good season. You know, I wasn't sure where I'd get drafted, but I was just happy to get drafted. So and it was by someone I kind of already talked to, Enoch is the co-GM of the Hepcats and he I guess they took the chance to pick me but so yeah and when it started you know you I, I would say you made it a lot easier for me just having a brother in the league and like you kind of recommended me and then I guess I kind of just figured it out I would say Enoch helped me a lot but mm. yeah it would have but yeah I did what I could to contribute I had a really good stretch in the season I wasn't in the three-man rotation for the playoffs, but I mean, I don't even know if I played out of the bullpen, but I was ready to contribute whenever they needed. So I'm just glad we got the win. You know, it's a good, it's a good start to the career, and just got to keep doing my updates. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I I asked you that question without the intent of you kind of gassing me up and giving me a lot of praise. So. Um, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I we'll can never... echo that, that having a brother in the PBE is very helpful. Yeah. I think it's been really helpful. And especially having the commissioner, you know, so. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and it's funny because the, in recruiting, we talk so much about how, how difficult it is to get people from your personal life in the league because they don't play OTP. It's not the most popular game. Then you combine that with the fact that this league is so unique, so niche um, with like the written tasks um, to prove activity. It's really not, we're not trying to judge who's the best writer. It's, it's who can just throw the words on, on the screen and click enter just to prove you're there and active. Um, not everything so, needs to be jabs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, writing thirty-three thousand words in, a, in an article. Writing an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably yeah, get people into write that some, People write some good articles. Like I gotta read some. <clears throat> yeah, there's some jabs. One. If you're listening, just double that length and then just publish it. Right. Well, you know some. And I guess the word novel is kind of loosely used because, in my opinion, the Hardy Boys is a novel, but that's like a, a half the length of a Harry Potter book, so or well, even probably less. 
Yeah, so the original Harry Potter book is like 75,000 words. So Jabs' article comes close to half of half of the first Harry Potter book. Oh, he wrote a 30,000? Dang. He yeah. 30, so for those who are at home who That's don't know who crazy. Jabs is, he's the co-GM awesome. of the Swifties. J.A. Jabs is a career control freak, a control style pitcher uh, from season nine's regression class. Been bouncing around different teams. Actually just recently inked a new deal with Sarasota. So, uh, oh, he's back to Sarasota. Well, I guess first time in Sarasota, but back to Florida, Sarasota. Yeah, yeah. Say he wanted to go back to the uh, the franchise that that he started with. So happy for him. Enjoyed his, enjoyed having him in uh, Vancouver. Always yeah. wanted to bring him to New Orleans, but never quite got that worked out. Maybe recreate. Yeah, the Vandals were like a dynasty at one point, right? Like, because I was looking at past champions, they won like five in a row. Yeah, the yeah. right at the beginning of the uh, of the what seasons two through six, they won five straight. Yeah, and that's then we uh, this most recent run lost eight straight semifinals. I think so. That was fun. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think it was like seven or something like that. It was, so, you know, kind of painful, pretty historic in its own way, but not in a not in a great way. You don't want to be the team that loses what six or seven straight semifinals games, a series. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, hey, you made it. You made it to seven straight. That's pretty good. Right, being the final four that, that is the long. Nice, yeah. <laughs> being being one of the four best teams in the league that long in a row, I think it, it's definitely worth. Commending, it's just yeah difficult. You want to be, you want to be, be the ones that win it all. <clears throat> yeah, it's difficult being on the losing end so long. Um, yeah, speaking of offseason deals, I know the Rugaroos are kind of moving and shaking. Looks like you guys picked up a legend in Ed Barker. So, um, Phillies fan, if you want to talk a little bit about you know those discussions and how that came about. Yeah, so we got to talk. User uh, throughout this, and uh, we were one of the teams that he was looking at coming to, um, and it kind of came to an easy decision at the end because it was between us and another team, and they didn't have the cap space for him, so it was a really easy decision to come with us. Uh, but we're really excited to have him. He's going to be this be his first season in the bullpen, and so we're, we're just excited to have him. Might be inking another uh, legend soon. Do the Rugers have championship hopes for next season? Oh, uh, we do. Uh, looking at anticipated like TPE to start the season, so like this week uh, before our next updates, but also including regression, we should be starting maybe think a couple hundred TPE behind where we were. And so, and last season we gained just shy of three thousand TPE. And this season, we're replacing a lot of inactives with actives, and so we're hoping to get to break that three thousand mark. So we should be finishing like well over like twenty one hundred TPE, and um, hoping hopefully that uh, pushes us to the top. I know we historically have been able to beat teams that are like within 
uh, maybe like 2,000 TPE above us. Like our T our TPE effectiveness has historically been better than a lot of other teams. So hopefully we keep that up. Um, and this, I was a little disappointing to end this last season on that that sweep. Uh, so especially that was a rough sweep as far as games go too. Those were all so close. We really felt like we could, we should have, should have won at least a couple of those games. But eh, it sim's gonna sim. It happens. And um, I mean, we were definitely the underdogs. We, we never, I think, the best we tested was at 48 percent. So, I mean, we knew it was gonna be a uh, a long shot to win. But Cancun was probably our worst matchup of everybody in the playoffs, and it was just an unlucky draw to get them first. Yeah, um, and they're they're riding. I feel like the Toros are riding a lot of players who are you know peaking prime regression, and the Rugers have well looks like next season bringing in Barker. Uh, for the most part, though, a lot of players who are kind of not at that peak prime level. Would you say that's yeah. accurate, or what would you say the the uh, season regression class distribution looks like on the Rugers? Yeah, so we should have um, McQueen, who's hitting regression for the first time. Um, mm. Probably two players that are past 2010, but still not 2010, S10, but uh, still over or just under 1,000 TPE. And everybody else is, uh, we have two guys at S15, and then S17 starts our, like, our class breakdown. Really, 17, 18, 19 is is where most of our players are. We should have 10 or maybe like 10 or so players over 1,000 TPE and then like five more in the 900s, maybe six more in the 900s. So but we, we have a lot of really high hopes for this coming season. And I know for this past season, we thought that we, we thought we could definitely make the playoffs, but we thought we would be struggling to make the playoffs and maybe squeak in the back end. We had no clue that we were going to be looking to like take the division all season and then lose it at the end. But so we way overperformed expectation last season, and uh, hopefully we overperform expectation this season. But our expectation is no less than like division contention and hopefully a home home playoff series this year. Uh, speaking of playoffs, uh, Dimes, I actually looked up your playoff stats from this past season. Oh. Yeah, so you actually did get in two games um, oh. during that run, and you uh, had a .3 war, a three thirty four ERA plus, which is really good, um, a total of 13 innings in those two games in relief. You only gave up two runs, so your ERA was a 1.38. Um, nice. Yeah. So you you contributed in a, definitely in a big way in the, that uh, post. Yeah, I guess I didn't really watch. I mean, I watched it, but mm-hmm. I must have missed those games. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, as a reliever, it definitely to. gets tough to see when your player actually gets subbed in. You know. Yeah. But um, kudos for sure. Speaking of runs, um, home runs specifically, uh, Toby McMuffin was in that conversation this year as home run king. Uh, DG, what was that this season like for you? I know you were pretty much on top of it. I saw you in the Twitch chat kind of keeping tabs on it. I know AJ, my former GM, 
was also keeping tabs on that. What was that like? I know you fell a little short at the end, but um, what would, what what would, what did that mean? Because I know you kind of been up and down. And last season wasn't great, but this season you came back in a huge way. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, a rebound back from last season. You know, right before I start regressing. In theory, so have been the best and put up a season that was probably worse than my rookie season. Yep. Uh, so to Arguably. Have that for, for the first half was a serious MVP contender. It was a nice change of pace. And then. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> uh, uh, from going from a 0.6 war in a full season to a 3.8. It's a pretty massive jump. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. So around the All-Star break, I was ahead in home runs, I think by a few. And I had like 26. And then I ended the season with 29, but only like four back from the home run leader board. So like I wasn't hitting any home runs, but no one else was hitting home runs either. So I just kind of <laughs> stayed on top of the leaderboard for a while. And I'm not sure how. Yes, but... Unless I'm sure you can agree, but as a pitcher, I, I don't. That doesn't sound like a problem to me. <laughs> yeah, that that meant that meant yeah. Us pitchers like McQueen and Bentley uh, really started stepping into gear uh, in the <laughs> second half of the season for sure. It is kind of crazy to watch uh, your page. I'm in the file right now, looking at twenty uh, season twenty one versus season twenty two for McMuffin. Fourteen homers to twenty nine. Um, you actually walked less, which is interesting in a, in a quote unquote bad season. You had your second best season walk wise, but, um, yeah, and you struck the, out more this season. Yeah. At the end of, so what, what I've done is, um, kind of sacrifice, um, walks to get a few more hits, um, and get a few more home runs. I found the balance to where I can try to hit more home runs at, at the sake of getting a few more walks. But at the end of last season, I was just like, no, screw it. I'm, I just want to get on base. I want to do something. So I upped my walks as well. So that's probably partly where that comes from, just a, a desperate uh, a desperation to get something, get some kind of value. At the end of, like, oh, that was what you were doing with your updates, you're saying, yeah. towards the end of the season? Yeah, so... Makes sense that a decrease in in walks because I I tried back to go back this year to uh, lower my eye and and get more home runs. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you scaled back walks and moved your home runs up, and I mean, it definitely paid off. One of your best home run seasons, your third best in your career. Um, I, I'll never forget those seasons when you swept Gold Glove and Silver Slugger. I think that there's not many players in the league history of the league that could say they've done that, right? I mean, we can we can actually uh, quantify that. Yeah, I know for uh, Vancouver, I was the only one to get, I believe, either a Gold Glove or a Silver Slugger and right field in Vancouver history. So to wow. get them both in the same season was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, speaking of updates. I know, Dimes, you were talking about updating. Uh, what What is – I know Enoch's in your ear. He's very knowledgeable of our league. He's the co-head of the Sim team. 
also now the main GM of the Hepcast Times. You probably missed that, but he took over the oh, main is? role. And Leatherneck yes. Mike, yeah, we talked about it earlier uh, on the phone. Michael Dion is now the co-GM. Um, what what is he kind of in your ear about? I know you have a flamethrower build. Uh, what do those conversations look like? What he what is he telling you week to week? Hey, uh, giving you ideas or giving you suggestions on how to update? Well, yeah, when I started. I'll be honest, I wasn't like 100% sure when I first created my player, like what ratings I should put in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like one of the ratings I should have put in more was control and movement. And like, I kind of put a lot in the fastball, so we don't really have to, my fastball is good for a while, but yeah, control and movement. Those are the two things that he told me. And I feel like they're probably the most important parts of the pitchers. So I've gotten those up a lot. So, like, the goal is just to keep improving control and movement and also work on my pitches. But I I feel like the fastball is probably a high enough rating where we don't really have to touch it for a while. But definitely, yeah, control and movement. He's been – that's what he basically – that's what Enoch said I should put my points into. So that's basically what I've been doing. So control and movement has been the focus for you week to week? Yeah. Recently, it was versus left-handed, so I guess the I guess it's harder to pitch against left. If you're mm-hmm. a righty, you want to mm-hmm. be. So we've been focusing on versus the left-handed too. That's interesting. Um, this is going to be fun. So on the file in OTP, if you get the offline file, if you're scoring from home, under each player, there's a scouting tab, and it has a little paragraph. And so when people ask me, because ISFL has their wiki, and I said to them, my response is, well, we don't need a, need a wiki, right? Because we have OTP. And it's unfortunate in the index, we can't get this scouting paragraph in the index. But if you pull up the file, we have like automated like descriptions of each player. So Thomas Palmer was born in Miami, Florida. The cream of his arsenal is a plus fastball. His best secondary pitch is a decent slider, and he rounds out his arsenal with a decent curveball. He'll give up more than his fair share of home runs with an average number of strikeouts and walks. Palmer is unlikely to make a major league roster. So that's your description of Thomas Palmer. Automated, nobody wrote that in the file. One of the cool, in my opinion, one of the coolest features of it's OTP. Crazy, they have that. Damn. Yeah, like they tried me though, but no, it's <laughs> <laughs> unlikely to make a major league roster. I mean, when I first created them, I could have put. That's I, I probably should have put more points towards control and movement, but I mean, I'm just working on that. All right, I mean, and they're looking at your player with the TPE now. Once you get your off-season updates and. Get your flames for season season predictions and all that. Uh, you should be able to uh, in playoff predictions and all that. You should. This paragraph is always changing. This is not a permanent paragraph. Oh, so, wait, really? Where do yeah, you, it, I, it I changes as it. your player changes. Oh, okay. So Coco McQueen is Phillies fan ninety six GM of the Rougarous. He's a big six foot two, two hundred ten pound starting pitcher from Wiener Neustadt, Austria. His five That's his, actually wrong. I know. We <laughs> talked about this, right? What happened yeah, with that? I I don't I don't know what happened, but it's supposed to be from Tucumcari, New Mexico. But <laughs> and then suddenly I was pitching for Team Europe in the first like uh, World Baseball Classic. I was like, 
don't remember New Mexico being in Europe. <laughs> Austria, so we just went with my father's I think that's from such Austria. An interesting... that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's such an interesting, specific niche place. Uh, Wiener Neustadt, Neustadt, Austria. But his five-pitch repertoire includes an elite circle change, which, when combined with his pinpoint accuracy, should yield a lot of strikeouts with few walks and an average home run, home run rate. There should be no problem slotting McQueen in as a number one starter on most teams. Now, now the, the question that I have for you, are you the ace of the Rugers? I am. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. McQueen's actually right? been a, in a weird spot where – so when he first came into the league with the Dynamos in like their second season as a team in history – he slotted right in from the ace on day one. So he's been an ace for like two seasons in the minors. And then he started as the ace in like his third season in the majors because we were an expansion team in New Orleans. So it's been a really weird, like, he's been an ace longer than he's not. <laughs> I kind of want to stay on McQueen for a bit because I was going to read McMuffin's paragraph, but we'll wait. McQueen was there. There were conversations. I think Wombat asked. Shout to Wombat, by the way. I love Wombat. Uh, great addition, like I said, to the Rubens. is a bust. Just throwing that out there. You talk about PBEO? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, shout out to the PBEOers out there, especially Hydra, uh, All Star Game, a fan vote MVP. No, I wasn't rigged. right now for PBEO. Uh, like literally this moment? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're in the later rounds. I don't care. Oh, uh, we're in the later rounds. Okay. Later well, rounds, so it's uh, just pick someone who looks like they might be okay, and then don't think about them for the rest of your life. So, right, because you'll, you'll, they'll never crack your majors yeah. roster, I'm assuming. It's the best part of the draft, the part that doesn't matter at all. So you can just pick, literally throw darts. Oh, yeah, no, like, I'm looking at for, like, three seconds and then picking whoever looks decent, and then... Moving on. <laughs> Never looking at that player's profile ever again. Yeah. Um, but McQueen and McMuffin. I just have it sent to auto. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would be on auto at this point. Auto is for losers. Just throwing that out there. You told me to go on auto. When did I tell you to go on auto? <laughs> exposed. <laughs> Episode 21. <laughs> DG getting exposed on the Hummus God pod. Liar. Um, but we may have had, and obviously you guys aren't the first set of brothers in the league. Um, me and Dimes are not, uh, we're down the list. You know, the, there's been the Shads and the Hurts. There's been, um, there's father-son combos too, but now I'm kind of blanking on the other brother combos we've had, sibling combos. Johnson brothers. Oh, of course. How can I forget? I play COD with them. They're going to hate me. Hopefully they don't listen. They probably won't, so I'm in the clear. Um, but who... But so, but we may have had, for the first time, there were discussions halfway through the season. We were, we were all, as a league, talking about, oh my goodness, we may have the first ever brother combo of MVP and Pitcher of the Year. Um, you guys both had really strong first halves of the season. Um, what was that like for you guys? Did you guys even talk about like were you guys even on top of like your guys' stats? We did. We we talked. Yeah, about we talked about it. Yeah. What what were those conversations like? What were you guys saying? Like, 
Like, is it, you know, this is possible? Like, can we ride this out? Will we ride this out? It was, it was an excitement, but I mean, as we're also sitting here looking at like Ryan Rose having like an absolutely like a godly year. And so I'm like, I'm not going to win pitcher of the year, but like maybe we can both get like second. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's in the first half, it was like, there's a shot. It probably won't happen unless like we both like just kill it and everyone else falls off a cliff. Um, which would be really cool, but uh, the fact that that we, I, I don't think I got, I doubt I got any votes uh, in the MVP this year after the second half. But the fact that we, we were talking that we both we both might get serious consideration, serious dotage, um, would be really cool. Yeah. Well, I will say the beauty of regression is that you get better as you regress more. Look at first name, last name. Look at Bauer. Um, and look, look, pitching wise, it's I think it's a little tougher. What class is Ryan Rose in? Does anyone know? I want to say S eleven, but I could be def- totally wrong. Let me look that up real quick. Okay, so that does make me a little happy knowing that we have a guy like Ryan Rose, who is I, I know he's not season thirteen. He is thirteen. Oh, okay. So he is. His, I I knew <laughs> it. And Balkan, I mean, that class is so loaded with pitchers. I'm like an afterthought for sure. Um, I will say, though, my second half with the Demons was it started really strong. I had a complete game. It was like my second game as a Demon. I gave up like two runs. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a, definitely a fun stretch. And then it started – I think I had like a, some bad items mixed in. But I did end with a decent 3.69 ERA. Um, but big paragraph here. 32-year-old right fielder from Pocatello, Idaho. Kids admire and attempt (laughs) to emulate his perfect swing. He possesses game-changing power, which we talked about. You were focusing on that uh, because you want to see those home runs juice up a little bit. He grades out as an elite fielder as a right fielder. McMuffin is certain to unleash his obvious talent on the field and at the plate. And uh, you kind of – the proof is in the pudding – you have two gold gloves, four all-star appearances, and a silver slugger. So the mo- probably the most decorated player on this podcast. Not probably. You are the most decorated player on this podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah which is, I don't know. I, 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 I guess looking at last year um, really resonates with my mind, thinking that, you know, McMuffin hasn't had too great of a career. Uh, <laughs> So that obviously had some great years, but uh, well, look back, I don't necessarily think um, one of the best uh, in, in PB history. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Phillies fan? Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <clears throat> I think when I talked to person, man, Hall of Fame committee member, I'm going to check out your career stats real quick because we talked about your, you being decorated career numbers. We're going to go there. We're going to go to, I guess that's under, under stats, batting. Uh, where can I find that in the file? So we're in, uh, let's see. Well, let's, let's just go to, let's go to batting stats. 
your career total. Wait, what? This is not right. Oh, it's postseason. I'm in postseason. Oh. Yeah, career no, roar twenty point five, OPS plus of one eighteen. I think he said OPS plus had to be around one thirty. Yeah, uh, to be in the conversation. But I mean, you did yourself a huge favor this past season. One thirty-seven. That's Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, I think uh, looking at like the, my best seasons, if I had just kept that for every season, then then I'd be looking like okay, maybe. Uh, but I think uh, the first few seasons when I wasn't really focusing on uh, on power, um, this last last season when um, my player died. Uh, I, I think, Basically, uh, with the eighty-two OPS plus, that that was your worst in your career. Yeah. So I'm I'm just hoping for the right field home run record, and I'll call it a career at that point. I'm cool. I'm okay with just that. Um, speaking of careers, you are starting a career here on the Hummus God Pod. You talked about how this is your first official appearance on the pod. Yeah. Um, Dimes, how do you feel about a trivia competition? Did you study up the index like I, I uh, suggested earlier, or you going yeah, in? I'm, I'm studying. I'm actually looking at it like right now. I'm just trying to touch <laughs> up on some things. Uh, that's smart. You know, when you're not getting drilled with questions, uh, interview wise, you know, smart to take advantage of the dead time to look at questions and uh, look at the index. I mean, um, hey, Hummus, we have a uh, emergency message from Davey. Uh, okay. He wanted me to tell you that uh, you suck at hoops and that he dunk on you. <laughs> that's so funny. I I'm getting I'm becoming I'm beginning to be fed up with the PBE Among Us squad because <laughs> there's a guy, Net, Net Gaines Jr., Upper Net, UpNet is his uh, username. And I'm becoming in that class with him, that group of players of Among Us that it doesn't matter what I do or say, I'm getting sussed on. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the other night I had like three, like two straight games of the imposter and then a game off and then another game. I had like five imposter games in like a seven game night. It was absolutely ridiculous. I was actually kind of mad um, because other nights I'll go the whole night with, you know, it's like you want yeah. a little bit of balance, right? Like you're playing seven games. Mm-hmm. You don't want five of them to be imposter. So, um, you know, Davey is always the king of like pinning me down and putting me against the wall. So um, yeah, he also talks smack about my jumper. Um, so would love to see him on the court. would love to set that up. He will get, uh, shook. He will get cooked as, as we, uh, you know, continue to talk to each other about b-ball. Is, is that all he said? Yeah, that's all he said. <laughs> He's asked me about PBO trades. I told him I was recording the Hummus God pod. Yeah, he'd be a great guest on here one day. No, I think I should bring this back. You Phillies fan, you were the one who was like, I think in, in somewhere in management, you were like, oh, I haven't heard that in a while, like kind of t- throwing shade. Uh, the, uh, but the Hummus Club pod? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't nice of you. Um, 
<laughs> well, hey, I gotta pressure you to bring it back. Yeah, I mean, we're here, right? This is it. We we're earning that double media. We're earning it the right way. We're not, you know, okay. cheating anybody. We're not cheating like anyone by writing 33,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did we... we DG and I did the did the math. Think, what was it? 70.5 million. Yeah. Jabs is making base $70.5 million. Off of his article? <laughs> Off of that article. Yes. I imagine there's going to be bonuses because it's a masterpiece. Um, so I'm, I'm estimating he's making $100 million. That I, I would give him at least that. Well, you know, it's funny. People ask, hey, why is my media t- taking a while to be graded and paid out? Um, <laughs> there's your answer. Because <laughs> the graders are all taking turns alternating between uh, every 5,000 words on that one post. <laughs> so if you're mad that you haven't got your money, just send Jabs a nice uh, little <laughs> message saying, thanks, bro. Um, it's all your fault. So, no, send him a 33,000 word message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's been talks about trying to uh, beef up the grading team. I, I would be <clears throat> a proponent of that. Uh, my co-GM, shout out to Jay Cortesi, Joe, uh, formerly Penny Cowers, now Nicky Dimes. I was kind of disappointed he changed his name from Nicholson Dimes to Nicky Dimes. It was kind of... Uh, it just, it, that, that fits Jay Cortesi better, though, Nicky Dimes. It rolls it off the tongue better. personality better. Like, Nicholson Dimes is a better name, but Nicky Dimes just fits, like, Jay Cortesi's personality. Mm-hmm. I agree. So this man's studying the index. So like we talked about, the winner of tonight will face Paz in episode 22. We'll get that actually coordinated and scheduled. I think things are more regular now. I, I wanted to take a hiatus from this podcast because taking on head office is a huge beast. Taking on commissioners is a whole another level of beast. I can't um, imagine that you have to do anything that time-consuming. You're only running the league. <laughs> hey, you have the rest of HO to pawn things off to. Exactly. Right. I, you know, you become, <laughs> I, like, that's the thing, though. I don't like being a master delegator. All the bosses I've had in my life uh, since I was 16, my first job, the best bosses are the ones where you notice them grinding. So when it came time to, to figure out what's going to go with rookie tasks, I'm like, I want to keep grading those because I like to show head office, hey, I'm not out here delegating stuff being a master delegator like i want to grind with you i want to show you that you know even though i'm in this position i'm still here to grind i'm still here to work hard and uh you know it's kind of paying off um the league is it's a word is spreading uh, about the otp now podcast but if you're at home you have no idea what i'm talking about otp out of the park baseball they have a company called Out of the Park Developments, and in that company, they, they create a few games. Uh, the most popular ones are uh, Hockey Manager and Out of the Park Baseball. OTP Now is their, I guess, weekly, biweekly. It's kind of hard to keep track of what their schedule is on that. It seems biweekly, but they have a podcast where they bring on 
people from the OTP community. Um, and recently, actually, early December, they had an MLB player. I don't know if that was their first MLB player, but his name is Brett Phillips. He's a utility guy for the Tampa Bay Rays and a really good personality guy. Um, did really well in the MLB the show, uh, MLB player tournament. And they brought him on on stream recently oh, out of the park, brought him on a stream. And he came on there. And what they did was they cloned him 30 times and put him on every team in the league <laughs> and simulated the season. And ironically, his player, the Rays were the ones in the World Series. I think it was a rematch of the actual real life World Series, which was pretty hilarious. Um, but it, it was him reacting to everything that was going on with the simulation. He was having a blast. It was a crazy experience. They, they cracked a thousand viewers that night uh, on Twitch. Um, and so we're going to be not the immediate episode of the podcast after that, the second one after that. So, uh, so we will be, so pro baseball experience simulation league will be broadcasted on the OOTP now podcast that should be dropping, uh, this week, Friday or Saturday. I, I have become friends now with the chief operating officer of OTP developments, the company, and he promised me Friday, Saturday, the latest. So, um, are we getting him in the league? Have you recruited him yet? <laughs> well, I asked him after we stopped recording. I was like, "Hey, man, what would your player look like?" And uh, don't quote me, but yeah, I think he wanted to be a position batter player. And uh, so, something I'll probably be. And I want this to drop first. Let's see what this looks like, and um, you know, let's see what the community reacts to it. Spoiler alert. A person man was dealing. It was myself and person man, who is the GM of the Death Valley Scorpions and the Sim Team head. His connectivity was a bit of an issue in the beginning. He switched off to his phone, similar to what Phillies fan ninety six did tonight for me. And uh, starting probably fifteen minutes in, I don't quote me on when when it improves, but his connectivity uh, improves drastically and and becomes very clear for this latter half of the podcast. So, um, you know, just very fortunate to have the opportunity to have uh, the game that we uh, use as our platform, you know, recognize us. And at the end of the day, I was talking to you guys, or I was talking to, oh no, I was talking to Bauer, shout out to Bauer, by the way, one of my favorite personalities in the league and hard worker as well. Uh, helped run the charity tournament last time. Um, I was talking to Bauer and I told him, I don't think we're going to get a lot of recruits from this. I don't know how many people listen to this, but what I most thrilled about, what I'm most excited about for this podcast is the fact that we are getting true validation of what we do from a company that I've have had so much respect for for a very long time. Uh, since I bought Out of the Park Baseball 2016, I've looked at this platform, this video game, as the premier sports game that I play because you, they have so much customization. You can run a two-team league. You can run a thousand-team league. It, there really is no boundaries of what you can do to customize your experience, and that has been so fun for me. So. I'm just, you know, grateful and honored that we had as a league the opportunity to show what we do uh, 
And uh, yeah, it should be exciting. I think the league will be uh, pretty turned up for this. Uh, what do you guys think? I think this is fantastic for the league. It's just the fact that the sim engine, like the thing that we base our whole league around is, which is a giant organization too, a giant corporation, or I don't know, a corporation, but they're a big company. And they, uh, the fact that they're looking at us as a legitimate thing, I think is just huge for us. Yeah, and you play PBEO pretty religiously, DG, and I feel like you have a high opinion of this game itself. So, um, you know, do you think this would be good for us, or do you think that it doesn't tick the needle? Yeah, I I, I think anytime you can get, because I know in um, SCFSL, shouts that league, um, they use Axis football. Mm-hmm. Um, which Great. is a ex- very small company. I think the membership in the league, in the SEFSL, is equal to the number of people who play that game. Um, so yep. uh, so they have a good relationship with them, um, which, has, which has worked out really well. Um, so, I, I, um, so in that, it makes sense. And then you look at PV with... This ma- like massive game that you know thousands and thousands of people play, um, and there's like this really high quality um, piece of art. I'll say um, to have them um, work with us as well now um, is is very cool to see. Um, I, I I don't I I can't see any negatives that could come out. Of it, I'll say um, only positives. Um, I'm also thinking about what you said about the 10,000 team league, and I'm thinking about a full full minor league system with that, and I'm thinking about my computer running at, like, one frame per second trying to load that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've heard so many crazy things. Like, uh, I was talking about how I'm doing a single-game knockout. If you don't know, I made an immediate article... 22 teams are in PBE if you include the majors and minors. And what I did was I made an association. I disaffiliated the two leagues on an offline file and used the end of regular season file. And based on your regular season record is your seating in this one game single knockout tournament. So it doesn't matter what league you're in. All it is is basing your seating is off of your record. So the Mounties have a sweet 16 they're already in the Sweet 16, and they have a bye in that round So to get to that round, um, and they're waiting for their opponent. I simulated one game. The, the, the Wheelers have advanced to the Sweet 16 from the opening round of 22 teams uh, so far, but it's kind of crazy seeing what people say on Reddit. Like They have leagues in different co- every country, and then they have an association between all their leagues in those countries, and they have like a legit kind of uh, what um, FIFA does in real life, um, the the Club World Cup, they have that for baseball. And it's just, it's just like it's only possible in one game. There's no other game on the planet that you can make this happen in. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just pretty excited. Uh, Dimes, what's your experience with out-of-the-park baseball? This is the last question we'll get to before we get to trivia. Uh, what's your experience playing the game? I know you said you you have it. Uh, what's your experience with the game, and what's your opinion of the game? Yeah, I, I played like what well, I played like a franchise mode with the Marlins on the game, but 
Yeah, I think it, like you said, I feel like it gives you a lot of customization. I haven't really gone deep into it, but I think the franchise mode is really good with all the prospects. It just feels like you could tell the people that made the game really took the time to like make it so deep and like it's although it doesn't have actual gameplay you know the franchise mode's so great that you don't really have and you could play games too but you just press the button to make them pitch it and stuff but mm. but yeah it's a I think it's a pretty good game yeah but I guess if it had gameplay, that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, it's, it's more of a sim game. It's more of a like a management game. Yeah. The, the first time you're actually able to do any kind of gameplay is the home run derby. You actually get to control that yourself with oh, yeah. the dragging the mouse down. Oh, really? I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. 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 With the timing of the mouse, it's actually pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. Yeah. I wish they were able to send that so we could like we could have that in the league too. I think it'd be so cool to have a. Home run derby. The problem, yeah, and you kind of touched on it just now. What you what happens when you do a home run derby is if you're not actually physically controlling it with your mouse, it actually skips their their whole round, their whole run, yeah. like their whole round. So it made it impossible for us from a from a sim league perspective to actually broadcast that. But if they one day are able to make it so you can actually watch it. In spectate mode, obviously, I'll be the first one to be like, we're getting like, not. I mean, I don't have full autonomy on the league. I'm. This is not a benevolent dictatorship, but I will be pounding on head office's door, being like, hey, and and person man's door, like, hey, let's get this in here. It, it it'll be fun, um, and fun to watch. You know, people can place bets in the casino and all that. Um, so, yeah. What would be fun is I highly doubt this is possible, mm. but um, if for the home run derby you uh, you give the file to you know whoever, so say McMuffin's the first one to go, I get the file and I play for McMuffin in the home run derby, and then they pass off the file to to whoever um, I'm facing. Um, obviously. <clears throat> loads of problems with that and i don't think you, i can actually do that but it would be <laughs> lots of fun <laughs> yeah uh yeah we, we just yeah, we, use like twitch chat just tell them swing now swing now <laughs> <laughs> well i know in mixer um nobody uh, rip mixer rip they they actually had a a, a feature where a fan uh, like one of your viewers can take over the controller oh from from home and actually worked actually tested that i'm i'm a nerd as you could probably tell <laughs> and we actually tested that and actually worked it was honestly kind of mind-blowing but mixer died so we can't even make that happen um what was you had a mixer dg you're, you're you're making me remember i read something you wrote i think a point oh i was reading through the point task for league ideas and just oh. scrolling through that's kind of my job um, that's what please, I get paid 18 mil for. Never read any of my PTs, please. <laughs> no, I read yours. I stopped. I'm like, I had to chuckle. Do you remember no what idea. you said? No, I have no clue. I write my PTs and then immediately forget about them. <laughs> I just remember the laughing. The best part, though, was when we made everybody read your PT for the, uh... <laughs> oh, for Survivor. <laughs> for Survivor. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that was funny. And everybody um, miscounted. <laughs> but we all miscounted the same way. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to read that, though, because it was funny. Funny enough to bring up here. But if you probably, if you're listening, you probably remember this was one of the best PTs of all time. It was, what would you do to uh, change the league? Um, and uh, here it is. DG's PT 22-3. Um, if I could change one thing about the pro baseball experience, I think the thing I would change is that every season would be one week long, off-season <laughs> included. <laughs> off-season included. I think that this would be a fun way to do things and would also solve a bunch of problems. Is your player being complete trash? Well, just try again in two months. Do you regret being a batter or a pitcher or building your player a certain way? Well, just try again in like two months. Do you think there is a lot of dead time throughout the week of a normal season? Well, now literally everything that usually happens in two months now happens in one eighth of that time. This could, <laughs> I don't think, what the, this could also help to prevent people from creating multis, though this is not scientifically proven or researched. Overall, I think this is a very solid idea, and I think that the pro baseball experience should adopt this idea as soon as they possibly can, as there are absolutely zero problems in this very well-thought-out plan. <laughs> <laughs> There was a league created with a similar idea, but it died pretty quickly for other reasons, I think. Rest in peace to that league. Wow. So profound. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Hold on. I need to bring that back. I'm going to copy pasta that. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> that's one of the chat right now. Um, but, yeah, speaking of PBE... We did come here for a very solid reason. Not a great one. A decent reason. Uh, for trivia, I know, Dimes, you mentioned when's trivia. Hey, before we get into trivia real quick, I know breaking news, breaking, like, off, like, before the press even hits it. Uh, I mentioned that we were signing another veteran. Uh, I can now announce who that veteran uh, signee is. Uh, I'm glad to announce that the New Orleans Rougarous are bringing in Johnny times two. What? Yup. Oh, wow. That is earth shifting. Um, wow. I don't see it on. I'm literally posting the contract right now. <laughs> wow. Well, congrats to the Rougarous for getting a pretty good player, pretty good user. Uh, <laughs> not the best. No, I'm kidding. Um, Johnny is wow. I can we could spend a whole hour talking about Johnny. Um, he set the bar so high for commissioner that I, I don't think it, it's possible to be topped. Um, you know, someone who he created the picture chain, and it's become somewhat of a people have differing opinions, but. The more I do it, the more I'm really, really, really starting to enjoy it. There was a period where I was like, oh, it's not PVE related. Why is it a task? But it really is nice to have a change of pace from doing your tasks and having one that is not PVE related where we all can just laugh at and enjoy each other's time. People are asking whose copy pasta that is, <laughs> by the way, DG. <laughs> 
Where'd you uh, post yeah. that? I posted in PBE chat on main the main server. <laughs> For those listening at home, I did just copy and paste PT twenty two dash three from D Garrett thirty two. Um, but yeah, congrats to the Rugurus. What were those conversations like before we get into trivia? Um, to get him to sign the dotted line, he's a career vandal. If you don't know, season eleven. <laughs> Fun fact about Johnny, he has the most games played in Vandal's history. Wow. So Mr. Vandal, accurately can be said. Absolutely. What were those conversations like? What is his role going to be? What What's going on with him and the Rougarous? So I had ta- so Johnny and I have a good relationship. We did, um, well, as you obviously know, you, uh, you Hummus, myself, and Johnny hosted uh, the All-Star... Um, PPE Survivor season together, so we had uh, we got to talk and know each other a lot through there, um, and also Casey and I both coming to starting the uh, Ruguru coming through Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a really we have a we have a connection with Vancouver, um, and so Johnny Johnny said before that if he had ever um, just in passing. That he would, if he ever left, that he would consider us no no tampering, of course. Um, right. Actually, <laughs> um, no. From that, from a player's perspective, that's the, for him to outwardly say that that's not. Yes. Obviously, that's not tampering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, mm. But yeah, no. We had um, we actually asked AJ towards the end of the season if we could, uh, uh, depending on what their plans were with Johnny, if we were we would be allowed to talk with Johnny. A little, a little before free agency, and he gave us permission, and uh, we didn't quite work out a contract, but we got the conversations rolling there. And he's, I know he's looking to commit to one more team for the rest of his career, and um, we're not sure if we can promise him to the rest of his career, but at least through his uh, outfield playing days, that he we he's welcome to come to New Orleans, and so he's we're happy to have him, which gives us the two most recent commissioners that aren't active. The, the two most non-current commissioners. Yes. So, yeah, so we two. can kind of talk about yes. it now. Um, I was on the training block last season. Um, did, did you guys, I think, yeah, you guys put an offer. What, what were those conversations like with AJ um, and Haseo for trading for me? Um, Austin Bentley. Yeah, so um, one of the really good things about with, with the the Vandals is um, since the creation of the Ruguru, we've had great relations with all of the Vandals GMs um, that have been through uh, Lomu. Um, we had great relationship with Lomu, and it's just passed down even to AJ. Um, actually, AJ and I, I'm technically co-hosting Survivor this season. Um, yeah, <laughs> but AJ's mostly been ever basically since uh like the fifth, I think the third or fifth uh um, challenge. It's both mostly been a AJ only show. Um, but yeah, um, and he's doing a great job over there. But uh, anyway, the the trade talks. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's uh, we we looked at we looked at um, 
we were trying to bring actually both you and John to New Orleans at the time. And um, we, we decided at the end of the day that um, enough for this year or this first year entry the playoffs. Now we didn't necessarily need to push to try to make it that make it or to win it all this year that instead we would be able to uh, to save our picks and try to make the gap between this wave of Ruru's and the next wave of Ruru's shorter. Because we figured even that without with without trading for both of you that this next season we would be able to build a chum a like a more championship caliber team regardless and that last season we didn't want to want to again give up our future for to try to win it that for just last year but we 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 actually got close um and then uh, i think somebody pushed the bar a little higher and we just we just backed out yeah um i'd say i'd say the demons and the aviators put in probably two strongest offers and spoilers um Ritzpod ended up just sliding over to obx because we were the two strongest pitchers in vancouver and those were two offers were really strong so kudos to aj and haseo for you know stacking up firsts um this rebuild is going in my opinion very swimmingly um and i knowing them i know they'll they won't have issues retaining those players um so it is kind of sad that the vandals of old have officially been pretty much broken up at this point it's really just uh me and uh colby kid at this point left from the the peak and colby kid had left and then came back Dylan? He was on. He was on the vandals the whole time. I think like the user, he, him as the user had left. But I'm pretty sure he was on the vandals the entire time. Mm-hmm. Was he? Uh, maybe I'm mixing him up with McQuack. I know McQuack. McQuack left. Yeah. yeah. Dimes, I muted you by accident. If you want to unmute. Great. Uh, fun fact about Kobe uh, okay, Kid. Is that he has the most games played in Vandal's history? Games pitched in Vandal's history. Games pitched, what? Not innings pitched? Uh, no, he, he has been a reliever for most of his career. So, but he has 464 games pitched in, uh, and second is Blue Line with 284. So just wow. a few more than the second most. Wow. Um... So, uh, yeah, it is kind of sad. The Vandals of old are officially pretty much dead. Um, but speaking of death, someone's going to die tonight. <laughs> one, one, uh, between, uh, dimes, we're getting death. some kind of like feedback from your mic. I from think. Mic? Is it your mic? It's kind of like ticking, like tick, 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 tick. Oh, maybe. Is it, what, is it gone now? Yeah, we're good now. Um, someone's going to die tonight between Dimes and DG. Uh, and Philly's fan of 96 and I get to watch our brothers go through the trivia gauntlet together. 
Um, so what I'll go through the rules. I kind of explained it earlier. Uh, trivia is seven questions. Each question has three answer choices, A, B, and C. Um, and Phillies fan 96 will ask each question. Um, so he'll read the question. They'll submit the answer to me via typing the answer. Now the trick is, do you guys want to do that on Discord? Yeah, that's probably best for okay. me, at least. Let me get you to the top of my list. And let me get Dimes as well. Dimes, are you on Discord on your computer? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to message you as well. And if you guys could both message me back, looks like DG, you already did. Dimes, if you could send me a message back to confirm that you're ready. Okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. So, so PhillySpan96 will read the questions. You guys will send me the answer. Don't say anything out loud. Leave all talking about the question for when we're talking about the answer. Um, and you'll submit it. You'll type. You'll send it over and type it over. And I will read what the correct answer was. Oh, I'll read what you guys each put and what the answer actually is. Um, oh, shout out to Jerosu, by the way. I know you're listening. Um, and the Sloss. Shout out to the Sloss. I did want to talk about that. World Series champions, first time since season 11. An 11-season drought is officially over beating a team that was on a 10-season drought, um, the New York Voyagers, in a great series. Uh, they won uh, game six to win 4-2 to two on a walk-off, bottom of the 10th. So congrats to the Sloths. Um, romantic way uh, to get that World Series win in a walk-off fashion. And, yeah, I'm just very happy for that organization. Had many of those Sloths players come on this podcast over the past year and a half I've been in the league. So, um, you know, congrats to them. Proud of the work Juosu puts in for the league at large and for her team and for both Sox for, for grinding with Juosu this past season. Um, probably maybe the good luck charm as the co-GM, a uh, very new, fresh stint there. Uh, could be something they try to ride out. Uh, shout out to Rye on Twitch. Um, Brian Rose had an incredible season. Obviously, my head office friend, Scott Poe, um, MVP candidate last season, had a pretty good season this season, also dom- balled out in the playoffs. S15 um, minor league World Series champion. Of the Dynamos, correct. Then you got you know the Sandbergs, the Wilsons, uh, the, the Callaway Flowers, no hitter in the playoffs. Um, in the World Series, rather, second ever playoff no hitter, first ever in a World Series. Um, just a historic season all around. Congrats to you guys. Um, are you guys, are DG and Dimes, are you guys ready to start trivia? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. All righty. Well, Phillies fan 96, it's your time to shine. All right. So question number one, who has had the most recent three home run game in the major league PBE? Is it A, Scott Poe, B, Anthony Bauer, or C, Willie Colon? And I sent the question, I'm sending the question over to each of your DMs so you could see it. Simple question, uh, straightforward. Who had the most recent three homer game uh, in the major leagues? Was it Scott Poe, Bauer, or Willie Colon? And I got DG's answer in. Waiting on dimes. 
Send me that over on Discord. And you guys both put Willie Cologne, answer choice C. So there won't be any movement on the leaderboard here in this episode. And the correct answer was C, Willie Cologne. Nice. So starting off hot. <laughs> brother, cool. you know, brother versus brother. First ever Home Sky Pod where it's we have two sets of brothers on it. Making history. <clears throat> uh, I think I I might have known that, but it was also very much a guess as well. Well yeah, I, was a guess, I guess that, but uh, well, you guys both threw the dart on the bullseye, so congrats. And question two. All right, question number two. Which of these three pitchers did not hit the milestone of 1,500 career strikeouts during S22? A, Ryan Rose. B, Nate Pearson. Or C, Barack Obama. Sending that question over to each Dimes and DG. And the question was, which of these three pitchers did not hit 1,500 career strikeouts during season 22? Uh, so this past season, which of these three did not uh, eclipse 1,500 career strikeouts? Was it Ryan Rose, Nate Pearson, or Barack Obama? Ryan on Twitch, Leifer, or uh, LGM Forever? And looks right. like DG is in with his answer, waiting for dimes is now. And <laughs> is there some screen sharing going on? Because you guys both <laughs> put Ryan Rose. I don't know if someone's copying off the other, but the correct answer was actually A, Ryan Rose. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> Test-taking test skills off the charts here on episode 21 of the Humscock pod. What was your thought process, DG, on this one? Did you have any? Uh, I believe uh, I'm going to look dumb if, if this is wrong, but I think Rose is the most recent, like the newer regression class, I think, uh, mm, of the three. Yes. Okay, so I, I figured, uh, so two of them... Um, did so. I'm going to guess it's the ones that are older uh, that that hit, as opposed to one that is a newer pitcher. Relatively awesome. That's actually sound logic, and it worked out. Uh, Dimes, did you have any thought process in this, or did you? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what he. I kind of just went with who was the younger pitcher. Yeah, it worked out. Um, great answers by both of you. Maybe I need to work on my. Uh, question we're, writing skills. We're just copying. I'm just copying it off of uh of my brother. Uh, Dimes is copying it off of you. Wow. We're just, <laughs> we're just copying. It. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, for those listening at home, that was a joke. And I'm actually doing that, <laughs> trying to keep the entertainment value high. DG's trying to ransack that. Uh, well, question three, Philly fan does. What were you gonna say? All right. I said that's what DG does. Yep. Uh, kill entertainment value. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. It's my here. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Which of these three MILPBE organizations does not 
have a lifetime win percentage higher than 500? Is it A, the Kansas City Hepcats, B, the Kingston Mounties, or C, the San Bernardino 66ers? Sending that question over to each of you now so you could see it on your screens. But the question is pretty straightforward. <laughs> Which of these three orgs does not have a, a lifetime, so organization lifetime win percentage higher than 500? And it looks like Dimes is in with his answer, waiting on DG right now, just thinking about it. Uh, make, oh, make good. sure you close your indexes, by the way, Dimes and DG. I am. Um, uh, Dimes, your index is closed, right? Yeah. I trust you. I mean, I don't like this, but I'm going with it. All righty. Well, both answers are in. Um, it looks like DG put A, the Kansas City Hepcats. Dimes put C, the San Bernardino 66ers. And the answer is B, the Kingston Mounties. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think when I checked, they were in like the 460s. Um, they're kind of an up and down org. It's crazy to say because they do have four championships. Yeah, I, I figured that the uh, the, the most like recent a... stretch would have put them put them up at least higher than 460, but just not. Although they do have the early years, I believe when they were a bot team. I might be remembering that wrong, so that would, I guess makes some sense as well yeah they do have rebrands in them yeah that when the miners first formed it was like two human teams and two bot teams yeah. it was uh i believe it was the swifties and uh the dillos whatever they were called at that point the swans i'm swans. forgetting the, the swans? history no swans shoot um i i i should just stop talking now um <laughs> Please filibuster this while I look it up. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing form. you're not like a Dillo's co-GM or something. Yeah, I mean, that would be really embarrassing if the Dillo's <laughs> own co-GM. So the Dillo's used to be the Hornets seasons. and the Beavers. The, the Beavers Mounties used to be the Ballers and the Swans. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm dumb. Um, I hate everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine. The Beavers. And I know that. Trust me. Hey, people forget that the Vandals were going to be the Burnaby Bighorn or the uh, the Victoria. What was it? The Leather. Leathernecks, yeah. 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 People, forget, <laughs> people, people tend to forget that that, used, that was going to be the rebrand. Technically, the, DVS was, were the Sharks. Was it the San Diego oh, Sharks that they were? Or were they the San Jose Sharks? I'll tell you right now. Because I know... I think somebody said San Diego Sharks, and I don't remember if they were joking, or if I just, like, when I read San Diego Sharks, I just instinctively read San Jose Sharks, because, you know, hockey. Right. Yeah, I doubt they were San Jose. The So they it must not have been a full season with a different branding, because if it was at least a one full season, it would be in the index. Um. Actually, I know, I know where I can where it is. Let me find it real quick. So it must have been swapped midway through season one. It was before season one, actually. <laughs> okay. So like preseason? Yeah, I think so. I think it was preseason. Score of seven championships. Five of them really are from like recent memory. Five, person man was GM for five of them. 
easily the best GM in PB history. I don't think anyone could touch him, including I the Vandals. Juwos is close, if not there. Right. I, I'm just terms, in terms of decoration. Yes, in quality, uh, overall yeah. quality. If you're not, if we're not just doing uh, what Stugas from the Levitard show, he created the ring. He called it the because there's the in basketball it's the box plus minus, and he created the mm-hmm. ring the ring box plus minus. He said, put all Jordan's rings in a box and put LeBron's rings in a box and mm-hmm. whoever has more. And he's like, he said, uh, Jordan's plus three, by the way. Um, but yeah, if you're just looking at rings, person man's the best, but overall quality, yes, Jerosu's right there neck and neck with person man. A hundred percent. Yeah. So after three questions for those keeping score, it is two to two. Um, it was the San Diego Sharks. San Diego Sharks. Interesting. Are you looking at Jason? Yeah, yeah Jason. In team history. Wow. So, yep. fun fact maybe a future question on the Humscog pod. If you're going to come on here, if you're listening, you're going to come on here at some point and you want a leg up on a question, uh, just know that the Scorpions <laughs> wants the San Diego Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have, let's see, four through seven left. It is tied. Remember, the tiebreaker is a, a question that involves a number. So stay tuned. We may need to use that. Uh, we are getting that ticking noise again, Dimes. Oh, sorry. It's fine. Uh, he's practicing basketball. He's a bit dribbling a ball in his room. He would be, for sure. Um, but, yeah, Phillies fan, if you want to. Jump into question four. All right, question number four. Which of these three minor league organizations has slash had the player with the longest individual hitting streak in MILPBE history, which was 31 games? You're going to read the over halfway to 56. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, no, it cold, guys. No, it cold. <laughs> I mean, it's only what eight choices. True. All right. Uh, A. State College Swift Steeds. B. San, Ber- San Bernardino Sixty Sixers. Or C. Dallas Dynamos. So dropping that into each individual um, private message for Dimes and DG here. Uh, basically, the question is, which of these three orgs has slash had um, that that would give it away? So not trying to say who it was uh, the player with the longest individual hitting streak in minors history, which was a 31 game hitting streak. So which team housed it? Was it the Swifties? Was it the 66ers? Was it the Dynamos? Uh, still waiting on those answers now. DG uh, sent that through the pipe. Waiting on dimes now. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Alrighty. And gosh, what's going on here, guys? You guys <laughs> both put the Swifties. A- answer choice A. Um, the correct answer is actually the Dynamos. Answer Ow. choice C. I was going to pick the Dynamos. Sean Spencer from season 21 had a 31-game hit streak. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, you guys are both not uh, still tied up. 
two to two. This is actually getting pretty chaotic here with only three questions left. <laughs> it's anyone's game. Remember, the winner will go against Pazuzu in episode 22. So a lot at stake Dynamo's here. Dynamo's the best, by the way. That's definitely debatable. Very debatable. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Hummus God pod. We there actually have four minor league teams represented tonight. The Swifties, the Hepcats, the Dillos, and the and Dynamos. Only three minor league champions. Yeah. Wait, did all three? Oh, my. Am I the... <laughs> Am I the am I the am I the pimple on this yeah. beautiful face tonight? Wow, <laughs> that's painful. That's Very just straight curious. pain. What'd you say? Good winning two championships um, with the Dillers over one of them over the Swifties. Ah, just saying. Um. <laughs> yeah, season thirteen was such a crazy ride all the way through. Um, Riding that number one seed and then facing the number two seed was uh, was very painful. But Beaver did re- always reminds me that yeah we were the we came in as the best team, but the Dillos were right there with us all season. So yeah, very and painful. Again, and that's the I know I've told this story on this podcast before, but that's that's the World Series because the Dillos won that I'm in the league. Yeah, and then now it begs the question, if the Dillos didn't make that run, would you have even ever joined? I have to it's imagine just... eventually. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm sure eventually, but it definitely wouldn't have been, or at least before the S14 draft. That is an interesting note, um, how history kind of takes its course. Uh, speaking of history, we have some to be made tonight. So, question five, whenever you guys are ready. All right, question number five, and answer choices this time. All right, which of these three organizations, including past branding, has the highest lifetime win percentage? Is it A, the Cancun Toros, B, the Sarasota Supernovas, or C, the New York Voyagers? Dropping that question into each. DM with Dimes and DG, as I always do. I sent it twice to Dimes, I think. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I didn't send I didn't send it to DG. That's probably why I screwed up there. <laughs> that triple shot starting to kick in. Let's see. Shout out to Jabs for running Jerky's cast. Coolest podcast in the game. My fiance even liked it. She's gonna like, get a Ruru Ruru podcast this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna send my answer. Uh, okay, Dimes is in. DG is that? Yep, that looks like that's. Oh no, no, you DG's not in yet. I have not. No. Um, oh, fuck. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't like that, but it's in. All right, so DG's in, Dimes is in. And you guys actually changed it up. You guys don't have the same answer choice. This oh, wow. unique here on episode 21. But it looks like DG put B, which is the Supernovas, and Dimes put A, which is the Cancun Toros. The correct answer is B, the Sarasota Supernovas. All right, so end it D- Stop the count. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this man said stop the count. 
Um, well, you did you did request opt account because you are in front three to two with two questions left. Dimes, what are your thoughts going into the last two questions? Just gotta answer them right, I guess. I'll just try. <laughs> yeah, that's the right answer. DG, are you feeling good? But then he got me the last one. Damn it! Very nervous. Oh, that was a good answer by him. <clears throat> yeah, very. Yeah, nervous. the percentages are not even off. It's I think uh, eight thousandths of a so eight over a thousand point zero zero eight off. I think it's five. Uh, the supernovas are five fifteen. I think the Toros are five oh seven, and the Voyagers are five oh eight. Um, the Ruger are right there with. 391. Right yeah. there. <laughs> right there on their tail, 391. Now, people forget the Space Rangers were actually really solid. Yeah, like right off the... Uh, they made the, the first seven, team. I think. Yeah. First seven play- their, first, their first seven playoffs in their existence. Wow. If I remember correctly. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm, I'm here in the index. I'll look it up real quick. So they let's see. Yep. The Supernovas have seven, seven. and they made it all for seven. Yeah, yep. they did. And they had a really and good. Now success. they've been out for seven. All things considered, uh, and in terms of where they've been since then, their highest win total in the past five seasons. Um, and uh, yeah, so looks like they're on the uptick. They've struggled with attendance the last couple seasons. They got it back this year, though. Yeah. Um, stupid COVID. Oh, yeah. Stupid COVID. Um, wear a mask, y'all. Get attendance back up in PC. <laughs> um, yeah, t- two questions left. DG's got that one question lead. So, uh, real quick. Fun, fun fact about. Sarasota. Fun fact about Sarasota. Uh, I was almost a Florida GM. I don't know if you even knew that, Thomas. What? Fun fact about Sarasota. I was almost the Florida GM. What? <laughs> All right. Now we're just trolling here on um, the late portion of the podcast. What? Yeah, no, that, that is true. You guys were both in discussion to be the co- GM and co GM? Um, I, I'm uh, no. sure that. Uh, had one of us been the GM, uh, we would have been high on the list to become co-GM for each other. But Yes. <laughs> I would have signed off on that if I was in, in HO at the time. Well, wait, in, in like a short synopsis, in a, a summary, what the heck happened with that? Why didn't so they I actually think, it? I think SLM offered it to DG and he just declined it, right? Yeah, because... Uh, would meant I couldn't be the Dillo GM, and also I'd have to leave the Vandals, and uh, I just wasn't sure at the time if if being a PV GM was something I wanted, uh, as opposed to GMing the Dillos. Wow. And then I actually accepted it, and then they were working out a, a deal for me, and they couldn't get a deal worked out, and I told, I told um, Sori and... Uh, steel at the time i was like hey if you can't if you can't get a deal worked out don't worry about it because like i enjoy being here and like i'm not gonna like if i don't get to be the gm there like like i'd actually rather stay here in cancun but i'd also love to be a gm so 
was like, don't worry about it if you can't get a deal worked out. And so they weren't able to get a deal worked out. And so I told them, yeah, don't worry about that. And then the next season, I was named an expansion jam. Wow. Is, so that happened in season I think it's better then. than going on to take on the Space Rangers. No offense to the Space Rangers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exciting to take on the you know, venture off into the unknown with the Rugs, with you and KC15, wow. who was the GM of the Hepcats. Yes. Yeah, he okay, created cool. the Hepcats, and then he went on to create the Ruguru, which we also briefly talked about making the Ruguru the Hepcats and just bringing them up to the majors. Whoa. And then forcing whoever took over the Hepcats to rebrand? Yes, which would have been Knox. Okay, so forced rebrand. That would be very historic. Would love to see that happen one day. I'm, I would be very happy to see that. That would be a really cool historic moment. Yeah, we talked about that, but we figured it would be um, the, well, myself included, but the uh, the members of the organization would be more inclined to be like dedicated to the organization if we actually got to create our own organization rather than pick pick up another organization. Yeah. Um... There's pros and cons to it, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, So we do have two questions left. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Question number six. Which organization had the most players in the top five of strikeouts thrown for pitchers in S22? Is it A, the Boise Raptors? B, the Death Valley Scorpions, or C, the Nashville Stars? Sending that question over to each of your DMs. So which org had the most players in that top five list of strikeouts thrown? So had the most players in that top five strikeouts thrown um, this past season? Was it Boise? Was it DBS? Was it Nashville? And it looks like Dimes' answer has slid through the pipe. Waiting for DGs at the moment. Mm. Pondering here in Homescott Pod. And you guys both put the same answer. You guys both put C, so there won't be any changes on the scoreboard, score sheet. For those keeping track, DG is up one. And the correct answer actually is the Nashville Stars. They had two players in the top five, Johnson and McFlorida Man. So uh, looks like it's four to three. And so at the very worst for DG, he'll have to answer a tiebreaker. Um, barring what happens on question seven. Whew. So, you know, we may be having to use that uh, tiebreaker here <laughs> on episode 21. Wild, wild pressure. All the pressure. Will you join your brother in that elite class of users who have won this podcast? Or will my little brother join your brother in this class? Let's see. Whew. All right. You guys ready, ready for question, for question seven? seven? Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Question seven. Who won the World Series MVP of S22? Majors. Was it A, the Majors? 
Was it A, John Camden, B, Scott Poe, or C, Stan Antonio? So the questions have been sent so you guys can see it on your screen. Who was our World Series MVP this season? Two of those players were on the uh, S15 Dynamo Championship. All these fun facts are dropping about the Dynamos. That is their lone That's, championship. Swifties do have five. Is. Six. Yeah. Math and all mm -hmm. that, numbers and whatnot. <laughs> I wish I, I mean, you had to look so far back for those championships, though. I, I can understand losing, losing count. <laughs> right. Um, you're, just, <laughs> you're just salty. So... Um, <laughs> Looks like DG's in with his, with his answer, waiting on dimes currently. And we do have a champion here tonight on the Hummus God Pod. Congrats to DG. You guys both put the same answer. So the score sheet does not get affected by the submission. But you guys both put B. This is like the fourth time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You guys both put Scott Poe as your answer. The correct answer, though, is John Camden. So with a final score of 4-3, DG, you are the champion of Humscott Pod episode 21. Thank you. Uh, very Congrats, much dude. Good game, uh, man. Very, very close game. Uh, a lot of fun. Congrats uh, to, to Dimes for putting up a, a very good fight. Um, Congrats to you. <clears throat> So we always do this on the Hummus Cop Pod. We always use the tiebreaker for fun, even if we don't actually need it. Um, so I will ask you guys, this, I'll, I'll ask this one. How many strikeouts did Detroit Demons pitchers throw in total as a team this past season? So it's a number. You have to type it out. I'll, write, I'll send the question over. Um, how many strikeouts did the the, pit, the pitchers from the Demons throw in total uh, this past season? Well, it's any number. Let's see who could have got closer. See if it did matter, if the tiebreaker didn't matter, who would have won it? I just also just kind of like to make use of the questions I spent time writing. <laughs> Even though it doesn't take me very long. I was kind of watching the Heat game. Shout out to the Heat. We actually won. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, we got the win. Yeah, buddy. Eastern Conference champ. Jimmy Butler's still there? Yeah, but he's been hurt nursing an injury. I'm just going to um, guess. On this. That's what I did. So, DG put 923. Dimes put 502. The correct answer is 928. My man, oh, DG, you were... You were, you were five. Huh? What? <laughs> I'm just gonna guess, bro. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> wow. Oh damn. Did he put nine oh three or nine twenty three? Nine twenty three. What? Wow. Yeah. Wait. So, Hummus, has anybody actually ever gotten the tiebreaker question exactly correct? I want to say yes, but. Don't quote me. That's a lot of listening, of, of useless listening I would have to do uh, to go back and retrieve that info. Um, I want to say the people have got... The answer is yes. Oh, it is yes. I okay. did it. 
my, oh. my second. <laughs> Your second victory. How many do you have? Let oh, no. My, my, my loss. My second oh. appearance. But it was for fun, so it didn't matter. I, I yes. When you asked the question, I meant did someone actually need it and then they get it on the head. I would have remembered that. But when it doesn't matter, I don't remember as much. Hey, so, hey don't, don't take away my accomplishment saying it didn't matter. It, 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 it was still on the head. <laughs> you only have one championship. Oh, you lost to Net. I did lose to Net. I beat, I beat Diesel and lost to Net. Yeah, um, so we do have a champion. So if I recall, it was about it was about now Rougarou's Johnny was I think the tiebreaker question. I typically like to put things that kind of relate to me in some capacity in the tiebreaker. Um, so yeah, that would make sense, right? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> and just mentor. Every all the above, um, yeah. Well, congrats, to DG. Um, congrats, man. <clears throat> how'd, you guys, how'd you guys think the episode went tonight, Don? What was your first ever PBE podcast experience? How'd that go for you? It was awesome, man. Uh, the trivia was fun, it was a good experience. I just like listening to you guys and giving my Giving my piece on certain things, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Well, I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. <clears throat> yeah, no, thank you for joining us, Dimes. Um, yeah, it was cool to have my brother on here, give talking about his experience at PBE and uh, Phillies fan ninety six. Thank you for hopping on tonight. What what was your take from tonight's episode? Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, we broke some news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a lot. It was, it was always a blast being on the Hummus God pod. And, yeah, and, yeah, congrats to the Rugers now Barker, and two former head office members and a former commission now joining the Rugs, uh in season 23. And, uh, DG, what, what, what's your, your first ever official listed featured appearance? So your name will appear on the credits. Um, I, I I think actually best, I was I I think it's the best uh, podcast you've done yet personally. Um, <laughs> just, uh, a lot a lot of uh, really standout people, and I think the most memorable and and the best winner to date so far. Um, <laughs> that, that's just my take, though. What were you gonna oh, say, yeah. Phyllis? <laughs> Before your brother just rambled. Oh, you're good. Um, I was to say, actually, I was thinking, as I was thinking about it, like both former former commissioners, like as soon as they left the left the team that they were on when they ended their their commissioning career, came to the Rougarou. So I don't know what what that's applicable to at all, but you know, what just just random about? information I thought about. <laughs> Colby, when he comes back, is going to be a <laughs> Fun fact, he's the only commissioner in PBE history to never win most dedicated member. Interesting. Yeah, he, yeah. He, there's only, what, seven winners? Total? Seven I, or maybe eight I know now. there was, like, a very small amount um, a few seasons ago, but 
recently it's been given out to a lot of new faces. Um, so it's probably definitely one is no, there's ten now. I was gonna say seven's off. I remember when I won, I'm like, oh, oh crap, there's ten now. I'm officially hitting double digits. Yeah, it's just funny looking at the list and seeing the stats of the player that season when they won with me with my like incredible nine and nine record, 4.66 ERA, (laughs) 2.6 more. I remember I was like, hey guys, I only want to win this once and, um, and I know this for a fact, it's the only word I'll ever be in contention for ever. So, um, yeah, it it was, uh, yeah, it was an honor to get that tip of the cap from the league. I I forgot who came in second. Was it Poe? Can you can you check that? No, you can't. Not in the index. Can you? I don't think in the index. You can search through voting history and forms, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Juos is gonna be mad at me that I don't know who came in second. Um, sorry, Juos. Are, really, are you really that dedicated then? Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm losing votes. Well, votes are already in. So, gotcha. Um, <laughs> Actually, but, looking at. MDM awards, uh, like so. Obviously, you have Madge with six, and then tied for second at three is Rabid and Johnny, and all three of them have at least at one point been a Rougarou. Yeah, um, Rabbit Grover was obviously Johnny, and now Di Stefano Jr. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, does anybody have Only any? The best here in New Orleans. Yeah. No, I. I've, you know, we, this is common knowledge. You guys have built up an, a really good organization from scratch. Um, and uh, it's been nice to see that progression. It's tough to be on the rebuild side of things and to keep that, those players happy. I know you guys lost. I was very sad to see Rob Cena Jr. leave you guys. Um, but besides that, I feel like the retention rate has been pretty strong. And that's the toughest part because yeah. you, get, you have to watch your player's team be terrible, but you have to have that mindset of, okay, we're all in the same regression class, similar regression classes, and we're all updating together. There, like, There's no injuries. you know. Like we, As long as we continue on this path, we can guarantee ourselves success at some point. Yeah, no, absolutely. And for if um... – anybody gets a chance to build a or even rebuild a team. Um, The biggest thing when drafting is uh, just make sure you can find um, players who absolutely buy into what, what you have going on. Um, Like that's, that's one thing that we've, we've been able to do in New Orleans, which is why it's, it's paid off. What we've been doing is we have players who absolutely buy into what's to what, what we've, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's huge. That's I mean, that's literally everything. You guys don't have a high draft. What's your draft pick in the next draft? Next draft? Uh, well, 23? Or in, in the draft coming? Because I'm going to be in the draft. I was just wondering if it, you guys... S24? S23. Like the yeah, major draft? Pick? Yeah, the major draft. What pick oh. do you guys have? Um, no spoilers, is our best Is our best pick. <laughs> what pick? What round? Fifth round. Wow, oh, you don't have a high pick, yeah. Now, uh, our fourth went to a, a cap penalty. Our 
second and third went to get Buster Nut, and our first was part of the um, Nazamed trade. Uh, with the Foxes? Yes. Well, yeah. well um, let's see where I go. The stream's <laughs> coming up on the 5th, right? Yeah. It's already been claimed. Streamers set, ready, set, go for that. Dimes, we'll end with you. What's the interview process been like for you? Uh, we'll make this the last question of the night, the last piece before we sign off. Uh, what's the scouting process been like for you? It's interesting to hear from a, a draftee's perspective uh, who's just joining for the first time. Yeah, it's been good. I've gotten, I'd say, like maybe 10 messages from different teams just um, just asking me basic questions like, I can look some here, just asking me like, what I plan, what, what, what do I plan my player to be? Like, what's my plans for the league? And I basically told them, you know, I want to be a max earner and at least do the minute, like at least do all the weekly tasks and just maybe one day end up as one of the top, you know, I'm not going to project my career, but you know, I definitely want to do all my tasks and then do some podcasts too. Make some money, get some Hall of Fame equipment. Yeah, that's definitely what I got. I definitely have to make a lot more money so I could get that Hall of Fame equipment. But th- this should really help. So this was really good. Just got to keep doing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah well, I, I won't be on the next one now because I lost the. the I mean, you can come on as a co-host. Yeah, we can we can make that happen next week because uh, the limit is once per week. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, but maybe a week from today we can uh get you to go against uh to get you to ask the questions while Paz and DG duke it out. Yeah, good luck to him. we'll see if he could take the championship. Cause he, he did really... Yeah, they're both on a one game streak. The record is six set by Casey Colby, who we mentioned as the original commissioner of the league. Um so my goal, my goal is to just watch that happen and, and to witness someone try try to top that. I think the best besides that was three. Gonna confirm that with my handy dandy list here that I keep in my server. The best besides Colby actually was only two, two wins in a row, um, set by a lot of folks. You got the man who sold the world, Shane Green. You got 209 Tacos, Bobby Darren, World Series champ. Shout out to Tacos. He may or may not be listening to this. Uh, best, in my opinion, my favorite graphics guy. Uh, then Jimmy, A&H, kind of uh, a little bit goes to the league a bit, but still very active in terms of just on the social side of things is kind of ghosting us, but two-time champ. Net won it twice in a row. So if Paz yeah. or DG can win it three times, they will enter... Uh, the, it's the second strongest competitor on this podcast. So we're guaranteed to have a, a two-time champion here next. So, oh yeah, great. No matter point. what, we'll have someone going for three. Episode twenty-three. Yeah, um, that's a great point to end on. Any parting shots from anybody before we sign off tonight? Any smack talk we want to hear? Have catch back to back next year. Oh, let's go. 
Watch it. for Rugru podcast this weekend. Awesome. Shout uh, out to the Rugru's first ever Rugru podcast coming up. Dilla uh, Dilla. Match our first ever playoff appearance. Nice. Congrats to you guys on that. And thank you for listening. We are an hour 45 in. Um, this was episode 21. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.